Ready for a podcast, baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Hey. Welcome to Lights, Camera, Cocktails. Cocktails. It is hot as fuck in this house today. Or maybe that's just me. You hot as fuck <laughs> in this house today. I'm comfortable, but it is so hot under here. I'm, I'm comfy. You look nice. Thank you. Straight we, up adorable. We are dressed up for our Halloween move. One more game. We're coming at you with our third costume. Yes. He is a... Uh, what kind of There are bulldog? many, many animals in this movie. Many, many creatures. So I decided to be a dog for the day. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I, I'm rocking the classic Minnie Mouse. Feeling it. I haven't worn this in a long time. <laughs> Surprise fit. I see you in that polka dot dress. Thank you. It was made for me. Okay, so we are a podcast that pairs amazing cocktails with amazing movies, and today we've got an amazing cocktail that features the hipster ice, which makes me very happy. (laughs) It's got a whiskey ball. Why don't you tell everybody what we're drinking? We are drinking the Bloody Orange Cabin. Oh. So in this Bloody Orange Cabin, cabin we have one and a half ounce of simple syrup which i freshly made today you made some more simple syrup. i sure did so i was like you know yep, what yep. we've had this one for too long and it's getting low so i just made a new one okay three dashes of blood orange bitters which we have always find a use for them two ounces of blood orange soda which we have here yeah so it has a little bit. So we're, we're not shaking today. Mm-mm. And you can do one and a half ounces of bourbon. I like that. Bourbon. Like that. So you're going to put I might that. take a swig of that soda. <laughs> we're going to put all of this in a rocks glass with some ice. We got our whiskey balls or our hipster ice, as Jason likes to call it. <laughs> and, and you're going to stir it and drink it. So here is our bloody orange cabin. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, here we go. Woo! Oh, that's a sipper. I don't. Mm. It's like sweet. It's sweet, but but it's got a bite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of like whiskey. Yeah. All right. I like it. That's I not like bad. It. That's something that I can sip on at a bar for yeah. a while. This ain't bad. Yeah, that's I'm pretty down. good. Okay. Not our best drink ever, but it's good. No, yeah. I did not. Well, I kind of made this one up. Not really. Like, I took the ingredients, but it was blood orange juice, which I could not find because it's not in season in California until November. So we don't have it right now. And we were supposed to put soda, like club soda in it. So I found this. Let me try that. And it was a good, what's it called again? What's this? (laughs) San Pellegrino. That's pretty good. I kind of want to add a little bit more more, just to have that... um, Carbonation. In yeah, there. so that's where I was getting the carbonation from. It works. I'm down for it. That's mine now. That's yours now. That's okay. <laughs> I brought another one. This one's mine. <laughs> All right. Damn, why you get the full one? You took that I one. I feel like Chevy Chase in freaking vacation. Vacation. I'm sure. I bet you could take a. <laughs> bet you could use a cold, cold one. <laughs> like, yeah. There you go. <laughs> he opens a fresh beer for himself. <laughs> oh, it does taste good. Top it with the soda too. That mm-hmm. helps. All that's right. Nice. So, are you ready for some history? On San Pellegrino? Nope. On Orange Bitters? Yep. Okay. So, we have had bitters in some of our drinks over this past year. Mm-hmm. But when, what the fuck is bitters? 
I don't know. All right. So the shit that gets you right back here. I'm about to tell you. (laughs) So bitter is known to be called the spice rack of the bar. Oh, okay. So bitters is supposed to add a little spice to your sweet or sour drinks. So they're using a lot of like cocktails, like old fashions and stuff like that. And Caribbean drinks. It's added in there for a little bit of like. I like them Caribbean drinks. Mm-hmm, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so way back in ancient Egypt is where bitters starts. Okay. okay. So back then they would put like the spices, the herbs and everything into jars with wine. And then they would like ferment it, I guess, or like wait for a little bit. And then that was considered their bitters. In the Middle Ages, we see more distilled alcohol, so it was soon added to bitters. So bitters has alcohol in it. Like, let's see how much alcohol. Not much, I'm assuming. But it's not considered an alcoholic beverage. This one is not an alcoholic that we're drinking right now, but some of them do have alcohol in it, and they're considered a non-alcoholic beverage because you can't get drunk off of it. I mean, you could if you drank it, but you're probably going to be very, very, very sick. Uh-huh. So, yeah, and if you could muster through, like, regular bitters, I can't even imagine. Then, yeah, I guess you could get drunk, but I mean, if I would not. No. So, places that don't have liquor license can sell bitters. Okay. By the 19th century, the British, they started loving their bitters, okay? And they started selling it as medicine back in the day. Yeah. With headaches? It was bitters that could cure seasickness or stomach ailments. And a lot of sailors would come and buy a bunch of these and put it in gin. And it was called the pink gin. Ashley's just like dancing behind you. Yeah, get it. Were you the camera? Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Your drinks in the freezer? Oh, you made her one? Oh, yeah. Oh, she's going to sleep good tonight. So, <laughs> here, let me top it with this. starting to freeze. Cheers. Cheers. Say hi to YouTube, babe. Hi, YouTube. Boom. Cheers. <laughs> All right. So, sailors would get this. They would mix it with gin, and it was called pink gin. Oh, it was okay. supposed to cure a bunch of stuff. And then there was, like, times in certain places where there would be, like, there would be, like, snake oil, like, men. You know, have you ever heard that term? No. Like snake oil. It's like when they go to a village and they be like, ooh, this can cure all. Oh, And sell yeah. you a bottle or whatever. Okay. That's exactly what ended up happening with bitters. Is that people would go into places and be like, if you you are peeing blood, Just, yeah. you know, you, you got that wolfing cough, you're dying wolfing of cancer, cough. here, take this bitters every night before you go to sleep and it'll make you feel good. You know, do it for a week. And then by the time the week's up, they're still not feeling better. But the snake oil man is gone. Mm-hmm. He's going to the next town. So the bitters is one of those. Okay. Um, a lot of pharmacies sold it as a cure for stuff because it's of the herbs. Yeah, because of the herbs. And a lot of the bitters companies went down during Prohibition because... Can't do it. You can't do it. Yeah, yeah, there were some that stayed because they made, you know, wine as well, or, you know, they were part of the pharmacy fake business. So bitters helps to flavor up your drink, add a little spice to it. And there's a lot of things that if you make it 
certain way can cure some things, but I'm not going to say it will kill cancer. I knew she was coming out here. Hair and makeup, oh, yes. touching up. Thank you. I know, I fucked it up. Unbelievable. Very good now. Oh, <laughs> let's give it up for makeup, please, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a little bit of her story. On the bitters. On the bitters. On the orange bitters. Yeah, we're doing the blood orange bitters today. Blood orange bitter. Why are we doing the blood orange bitter? Is there a lot of blood in this movie? Um, Fuck yeah, there is. Yes. <laughs> it's way more blood than there should be. And in the previous two movies. The previous two movies combined. We are officially combined. into the horror movie we category, guys. Yeah. So uh, I would like to now uh, welcome you to the Zenobia show. Yeah. Because I don't know shit about these things. This Oh, that's right. Okay, so, you guys, this fool here has not seen Cabin in the Woods, which is what we're watching today, everybody. Mm, I have seen it. Today. Today, (laughs) So, prior to picking this movie, he had not seen it. And I thought it would be a cool way to be in the middle of the month with our scary movies. Yes. So, how did you feel about it? Do you want to talk about it? How did I feel about this movie? What would I call it? It's, it's okay. a horror movie. Like, <laughs> it's a campy horror movie. It's funnier than I thought it was going to mm-hmm. be. Uh, especially Marty's ass. My favorite character. <laughs> of course. We're kindred spirits. I'm living in a womb of reaper. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. And it's a it's a different story than what you would expect it to be. Yeah. To a certain degree. Because when I saw the trailer before I saw the movie, mm. I thought it was just going to be, oh, it's whatever, whatever. But I ended up watching it because October is my favorite month and I try to watch as many scary movies and TV shows as I can, which I do. So hopefully I get a lot in this month. But this is one that I watched and I was like, oh my God, I was not expecting it to go to where it went. So it's one of the ones that I'm like, I really like. And I feel like a lot of people enjoy it as well. Like you said, it's like funny. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good movie. Yeah. So, Cabin in the Woods, you ready for the stats? Yes. Let me give you the stats for Cabin in the Woods. So this movie came out April 13th, 2012. 2012. Yes. And the budget for it was $30 million, which in today's money is $33 million. Okay? And okay. it made $94 million hey. worldwide. Dude, horror movies mm-hmm. fucking make money. People like getting yes, scared. Yes, that's me. And in today's money, that's like $104 million. Yeah. So it made some money, y'all. Yeah. Made some money. Definitely. So... You ready for the Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. So the critics gave it... 68. 91. Damn. And the audience gave it 74. Oh, that was close. And Zenobia gives it a 90. It's a good movie. The script is like... It it takes all the predictable things that happen in regular movies and Mm -hmm. they make it where you know like, well, it's not their fault. Like... Mm. Let's separate instead of stay all together. That's not their fault. Yeah. That's... The office's fault. Like, yeah. the guys behind the the scenes, you know, for getting people... So why don't you tell people the premise of this movie? Let me tell you guys. Okay, it's called Cabin in the Woods and Five Friends. The hot jock and the cute blonde who's like whore. a slut whore. <laughs> we got the virgin. We got the pothead fool. And then we got the brainiac 
guy, smart guy. Yeah. And they all go to the woods to go to their cousin's weekend retreat, weekend retreat or you whatever. Know, they're, whatever. Just going, they're chilling out for the weekend. Yeah, they're going to go. They're in college. And things start getting a little weird. Mm-hmm. They go down into a basement that has a bunch of different items in it. Mm-hmm. And depending on what item they pick up and read the Latin words... Depends on what comes after them. Mm-hmm. Little do they know there is a whole crew of people. They're like the fucking Truman Show. Seriously. Watching them the whole time. It making made me, bets. Making bets. That's why it kind of made me feel like Hunger Games. Okay. Where like, you know, except that the people in the game don't know that they're in the game. Yeah. You know, but everybody else is watching it. All over the world is watching it and finding out like, ooh, who, how are they going to die? Which one's going to come and get kill mm-hmm. them? Is it going to be the mermaid or is it going to be it's the fucking, fucking unicorn? Or is it going to be <laughs> some screaming ballerina killing? Like, it could be There's literally so many like, different ways. Mm-hmm. Eight million ways to die. Yeah. Choose, choose one. one. Yeah. And they chose one. They chose like some hillbilly zombie. Fucked up one. Zombie hillbilly. Zombie hillbilly. family. To come back and uh, kill them. Mm-hmm. Wait, I chose zombies too. Yes, you did. Yes, you had zombies. But this is zombie redneck torture family. See, they're entirely separate species. Hillbilly Better family. Luck next year. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And that's pretty much the basis of the movie. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, they are, they are this secret organization that has to appease the. What do they call them? The old gods? The old gods that live... That live underground. And underground. they stay underground as long as these someone, people are annually sacrificed. It looks like anyone, someone in the world, because they show different continents that are doing the same fucking shit. Mm-hmm. So somewhere in the world, you have to kill these five general types of people at yes. once with some crazy shit. But I guess you don't necessarily have to because... He does mention saying, like, don't you remember the good old days where you could just push a girl in a volcano? And he's like, I'm not that old. You yeah. know, that kind of shit. <laughs> so I guess you don't have to be as elaborate it with it. It makes me wonder, like, are these people or are they, like, these fucking entities at this point or something? It's it's a little weird that in that true. respect. That is true. That's true. But I thought he was just making a, you know, old Maybe. person joke. Probably. Where you'd be like, so how was Jesus? Was his hair really long? You know, like when you say that to like you know your dad or something, and be like, "Fuck you." <laughs> so I don't know. You gonna meet him before I do? You keep up with that shit, boy. <laughs> for real. Okay, so you ready for the motherfucking drinking game? Your voice is getting better. Thank you. Okay, so you ready? Yes. So you gonna take one simp? One simp. Whenever Marty smokes weed. Oh, yeah. You knew I was going to put that in there. Fuck yeah, he smokes a lot. A giant bomb in your father's van? What are you, stoned? Okay, so you're going to take one simp every bet that is made. So every time you see somebody make a bet, they take the papers or they write down a bet. You take a simp. All right, last chance. It's post time. Dig deep, people. Betting windows are closing. Okay, who's There's still a lot out? of bets. There's a lot of bets. And it does include Lynn when she hands him the money. Yes. That counts, she, even though she's reluctantly doing it because she, she wants to make a good impression yeah, on Yeah, she should have not the did it in front of the guy. I would have tried Brian to make a, White. I would have made a good impression in front of his ass, uh-huh. true. 
So um, you take one simp mm-hmm. when Kurt says something douchebaggy. So like wherever Which he, one's Kurt? That's Thor. The jock. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anytime he just calls the guy like Brainiac or whatever, mm-hmm. Egghead, or he's like... Well, you call for help, boy, to dare. Take your top off. It's like yeah. any of those stupid lines that he says. Stereotypical jock. Jock lines. You gonna take a sample. Okay. All right. And something people should know uh, if they haven't seen this. First of all, we're going to spoil the shit out of it for oh, you. Oh, yes. Secondly, these people are put into categories for a reason. Because this is how the old gods see them. They see them as the athlete, the fool, the intellect, the whore, and the virgin. Mm-hmm. Even though her ass ain't a virgin. <laughs> and <laughs> she ain't a virgin? She's not a virgin. No, she hooked up with a professor when the movie started. And uh, oh, that's at true. the end, she, they actually say, oh, we, we, we work, work with what, what we, we got. got. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but that's she right. is very pure. She is. Because she's just not giving it up. Uh-huh. Being promiscuous. So, yeah. You're right. Promiscuous girl. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> so, take one simp when let's get this party started is said. I love it. And it's said at least three times. Oh, let's get this party started. Let's get this party started. Let's get this party started. Yeah, it is. In this movie. So Uh when you hear it, you get it started. That's good. I like that a lot. You gonna take one simp when someone dies. Yes. Oh. (laughs) Wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I'm talking about the main character. Okay, when the, one of the main characters dies. But if you are feeling it, if you're feeling every adventurous, time, every time one of these crazy security wow. guard dies or anybody dies, do it. Okay. But if you don't want to, and be you just forewarned, because that's a. Do you want me to tell you how many it is? How many deaths? Yes. Fuck. I mean, if you don't count it as in at the end, everyone in the whole world dies. It would be, I think it's like 64 okay. deaths. So, yeah. 64 deaths. Oh, no, the body count was 69. 69. So, nice. if you can figure that, then do, do it if you can. If you can't, I don't blame you. Okay. <laughs> you going to take... 69 deaths. Yes. Out of 71 people. <laughs> <laughs> so, you going to take one simp when the office... Controls something. Oh, okay. So when they when they release the pheromones. the pheromones. Do we have temperature control in this sector? On it. Engaging pheromone mists. The they moon. They lock the door. They lock the doors. All of that shit. Yes. When they control something. And they the, blow up the, the tunnel. Yeah, the tunnel. Okay. Then you you gonna take a sample of that? Okay. I'll even take the fucking dirt bike hitting the wall. That's some bullshit. That is probably my favorite part of this movie, you guys. It's I know the that's so biggest awful. like. Womp womp. You, I mean, you knew it was going to happen, right? No. You, because they went through the tunnel already. But did you see the bird at the beginning? Yes. However, I assumed that it was down, and that's why they were able to go through the tunnel. How are they going to be able to back out of the tunnel, and then all of a sudden he hits the electrical fence? Because the electrical fence is over the big ditch that you can't. <sighs> the big canyon. I know. That was like one of my favorite issues with that. That was my favorite. Death. Not only that, it's the athlete. Yeah. 
he needs to die a tragic death. That was a really good tragic death. He was going to go save them. Not in my opinion. He was going to save them. He would have made it. So, like, he definitely would have made it. Yeah, he would have made it. Across. He would have made it. Yeah, he for sure would have made it. He was up real high over it. Mm-hmm. He would have totally made it. But, yeah. <laughs> Cabin in the motherfucking woods. Okay, so you go home. It's almost like he needs to be killed by a better athlete. Like I mean, the, the zombie, hillbilly. the zombie hillbillies couldn't get him. You remember, he got back in the house. Yeah, it's true. He's strong. The force <laughs> was strong with the, with Thor. Uh huh. So <laughs> you take a stamp when someone says cabin or woods. Okay, that was cheesy. I know. Oh, no, that's a good one. You gonna take one stamp when you see a new monster? So every new monster you see, <laughs> you gonna take a stamp. Yeah, I'm fucking you up today. You guys better take small simps. No, that's a sip. I said a simp. <laughs> you're not. You're not managing them. <laughs> that's true. Drink responsibly. Drink responsibly. I am not responsible for anything that happens to you while you play my drinking game. Jeez, I caution this you. Is rough. I caution you to stay home and make sure you order some pizza so you can stop this alcohol up. Mm-hmm. So you gonna take one simp. When someone drinks. Okay. And there's not too, too many of them. There's not too many, but they crack open the modelos. Mm -hmm. uh, They drink from the tap. Mm -hmm. uh, Somebody comes in with uh, tequila. Mm -hmm. There's some some drinking. There's some drinking in there. As is there some drinking in here, too. So let's finish these drinks. You ready? Yes. So you're going to finish your drink when they roll out in the Rambler. You're not bringing that thing in the Rambler. So you're going to finish it when they're on their way to the cabin in the woods. Okay. You're going to finish your drink at the office party. Mm. So when everybody's getting lit, <laughs> drop that. I wish that I could do what you do. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's masterful. Oh, I don't know. You know, tonight was solid. I don't know. Are you kidding? Fucking music off. He's like, ring. I almost put that every time the phone rings. Mm-hmm. So you're going to take a simp when the director tells them the stakes. So when she tells them, that, like, if you don't... If he doesn't die, we, we all, all die. die. Mm-hmm. The sun is coming up in eight minutes. If you live to see it, the world will end. Because technically, it doesn't matter if she dies or not. It's just so long as she suffers. And she has suffered. She has to die... After, After him. him. So She's he, not allowed to die first. Yeah. But she can live. Mm-hmm. She, it don't matter. So she, she could have She lived. is allowed to live. I feel like I would have killed him and lived and then found these people and took them out. But. Then next year it's going to happen again, huh? Yeah, next year the world is over. I mean, they are there for a reason. I mean, the whole time you're thinking, is it really going to happen, though? I'm with Marty. It needs to go down. I'm with him too. You know, Society sucks. We have we fucked, fucked up. this world up. We done fucked up. Yeah. I'm with him too. That's why we're kindred spirits, me and uh-huh. Marty. We would have smoked that joint together. He's, he's on that, that, that other plane. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't know his intelligence. Uh-huh. He's the one who figures he out. He will bind them with ancient logic. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one who figures out about the fucking the mics and shit. I'm on a reality show. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, my like, parents are going to be so mad. I'm a stoner. <laughs> I'm a slacker. What is this? Something like that. I'm a slacker. You know what? My parents would be like, Snoopy was smart. She might have been high, but she was the one that's like, hey, I dare you guys to go upstairs. Them peyote buttons paid off. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything else to add to the drinking game? I, I don't dare add to the drinking game because I think this one is a little harsh. It is a little harsh. For such a short movie. <laughs> yeah, it's only an hour and 35 minutes. So, uh... It's a short movie. Make a nice batch of your bloody cabin mm-hmm. and get it done. Jesus. Well, so that is the, the motherfucking drinking game. Yes. Mm. All right. That drink is pretty good. As you, as I keep sipping it. You're right. It's nice. You just gotta. Just wait for it sometimes. Mm-hmm. You gotta let it get in there. The a first bit. sip might not always be the best sip. I don't know. I liked it. It just it came as a surprise. Is all. I can taste the like herby There's a lot bitters, of sugar. but I can't taste the bitters in it though. Mm-hmm. And it tastes good. So this movie came out in 2012. Yes. Uh, what were you doing in 2012? I was living in San Francisco, and. See. I think I was living in Cyprus at the time. No, I had just moved to LA. I was. This is right after my twenty fifth birthday. Mm. A couple days after my twenty fifth birthday, this dropped. Yeah. And yeah, I was living in this cool ass house with some sick ass roommates. We had chickens and nice. my dog Will lived there with us, and we had a good time. I think I moved into this cool ass house. Somewhere around March or April of 2012. Well, that's creepy. (laughs) So do you want to talk about the director? Sure. Slash writer? Director slash writer, Mr. Drew. How do you pronounce his name? I was going to ask you. Is it Goddarer? Just stop. Drew. Drew, Drew. Um, His name is Drew Goddard. G O double D A R D for some reason. I'm a uh, double D. Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> <laughs> I just hesitate to call anybody God, is all. So that might just be my hang up. We're going to call him uh, Drew G. <laughs> <laughs> no? Well, his nickname is Ultimate Drew, so. Ultimate Drew? Whatever. Okay, Ultimate Drew. My dude is from New Mexico, uh, and he came out here after graduating from the University of Colorado and he quickly uh, started getting jobs as a writer like he wrote a spec based on six feet under and from that spec a couple of producers got wind of him and they wanted him for two different projects they wanted him to be a staff writer on Buffy the Vampire Slayer mm-hmm. as well as a different producer wanted him to be a uh, writer on a show called Angel. A show called Angel? You don't a know Angel? A show called Angel, yeah. You don't know Angel? No, what's Angel? Angel's a spinoff of Buffy. Angel was Buffy's boyfriend. Well, there you go. And he's also a vampire. And so, like, they had this, like, this torrent love. And so he left the show, and he had his own show called Angel. And he was, like, here in the city of Angels. She's hot. Getting a bunch of people and stuff like that. 
demons. Okay. It was good. It ran for a long time, too. Well, Drew decided to go with Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and he wrote five episodes on their final season. That makes sense of why there are... I read that there were some monsters that were influenced by Buffy and episodes of monsters that she was like chasing were influenced by some of the monsters on here. Interesting. Makes sense. Okay. Do you want to know a fun fact about mm. Drew? Mm-hmm. So Drew and his friend Joss Whitten. Whitten. Whitten, who uh, were writers mm-hmm. for this, they wrote this script in three days in a hotel room. Jesus. Okay. And Drew came up with this from his upbringing. He lived in New Mexico in Los Almas. Mm-hmm. And Alamos. In this town, Alamos, in this town, he, like, there was tons of scientists and coworkers and stuff like that that lived, like, seemingly ordinary lives. Mm-hmm. And even though they were living these normal-ass lives and just going about their business, they were also building these, like, crazy nuclear weapons that yeah. could completely wipe out the world. But just on the surface, they just, like, hmm. Just like normal shit. So that's kind of the basis of what they were going for. They were Christopher Walken in Blast from the Past. <laughs> that's basically who they were. And yeah. Drinking hot Dr. Pepper and shit. And the two writers. Oh <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, so the two writers are supposed to be representative of the two guys in the movie in the office who are controlling shit. That's okay. supposed to be the writers kind of. These like, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. So I kind of have a feeling <laughs> that maybe that's like how their relationship is because they sure. are some of the best part of the movie. They really are. Like when they're like dancing together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That shit is hilarious. Just they're the, dancing with the girls that are uh, dancing like, in the hey, cabin. Yeah. Or the, the whore. The whore. Girl. That's they're singing. feeling it. They have a good time that, about it makes the connection of uh when they're at the gas station marty goes up to him and is like you were rude to my friends you sassing me boy you were rude to my friend that whore so he is referring to her the way that the old gods see her well yeah because he's in on the whole scheme mm-hmm. he's in on it exactly. his phone call is really funny where they have him my own speaker <laughs> cleanse the world of their ignorance and sin bathe them in the crimson of Am I on speakerphone? No, absolutely not. Speakerphone, no. No, I wouldn't do that. Yes, I am. I, I can hear the echo. Oh, my God. You, uh, you're right. Hang on one second. I'll take you off. That's rude. I, I don't know who's in the room. <laughs> He's like, all right, go ahead. Am I still on speaker? <laughs> He's like, yeah. Tell me about the reckoning. The ancient ones see everything, and they will not be... <laughs> I'm still on speakerphone, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Mordecai! <laughs> I can't believe it, it did it again. <laughs> Creepy. You said all the biblical shit. Yeah. <laughs> he literally sounds like one of those dudes that's like holding the Bible at the top of a mountain. It's like the blood's gonna <laughs> flow of ancient Babylon down this river right here. And He's like, what the, the souls of your like <laughs> it's creepy. I'm still on speakerphone. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so did you know this is Drew's first movie? Mm-hmm. So this was his very, very first intro into d- directing. And do you want to know what happened on his first day? What happened? So on his first day of shooting at the gas station, which we were just talking about, it wasn't an easy day for him, being that when they got there, like... Everything fell apart? 
Well, unexpe- he lost his shot list. Unexpectedly, it was covered in snow. Okay. That had just recently fallen. Awesome. So they had to, one, still make it look like it's like fall or summer or whatever time it's supposed to be out there. And get all the snow out so that they can shoot. Yep, break out the <laughs> hair dryers. <laughs> yeah, first day, you know, you're like, okay. I would have made it like something super easy, like them just in the Rambler or, or the girl talking in a room in her underwear. Something super easy that didn't have to be weather yeah. dependent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that one kind of fucked up his first day. Fucked you up a little bit. <laughs> he also had his first, you know, nude sex scene in a movie. In this exact same movie, so... On the first day? Not on the first day, but it was one of the things he had to work for, because he was, like, extremely uncomfortable of directing, like, her, Anna Hutchinson, in the nude scene, and he was, like, like really uncomfortable with doing it. Why? Because of his upbringing of being a good Catholic boy, it was just very uncomfortable for him. So I see. Anna um, had to... She was really professional, and she had to explain to him that it's not even a big deal. Like, I don't even, I don't care. She should have done what Kate Winslet did. And be like, just, just flash, flash him. Titties. Whatever. He's still, he's a Catholic boy. He has guilt. He's like, oh, I saw her titties. Bro, just have a closed set. That's all you got to do. Well, you're the one who wrote the motherfucking script. Uh-huh. You could have not had titties in At there. At the end of the day, be true to the story, my dude. Yeah. No matter who's getting naked. <laughs> Or drop trial so everybody's comfortable. Just have everybody in their own underwear? Everybody in their under- underwear. DP, I sound like guy, mm-hmm. director, scripty. You know. And if you don't want to be in your underwear, Open we'll, door policy. we'll have somebody else. You can be in your swimsuit. That's fine. I don't care. Sure. Uh, something. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I don't know if that would make an actor more comfortable or less comfortable. I would feel comfortable. You'd feel more comfortable if somebody was like, no pants o'clock? No, I mean, I don't want your balls out, no. <laughs> but, no, just no pants. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I right. don't have a th- I that, don't have like, a... Th- everybody's exposed. I personally don't have a, th- a like, big thing with nudity. I don't like wearing clothes yeah. anyway, so I'm, I'm down with that. Like the actor's like in front of camera, and all of a sudden the boom operator's right there, and they're tidy wise like, Jeff, we got to do something about those tan lines, buddy. <laughs> if anything, it would make me uncomfortable because... They're sitting there looking at me topless, and what if I notice that they're hard? Like, that might be oh, a little uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, that's... I don't know. Oh. <laughs> or just have a female set? I don't know. <laughs> Make it happen, Captain. The best scenario is closed set, meaning the only people that are there are people that absolutely have to be there. They got to. Mm-hmm. So, in that situation... The DP should be operating the camera. There's no need for a uh, camera operator to be in there as well. Uh, the director and the sound guy. No. Everything else, set up the lighting, set up, you know, whatever you need to set up, and then exit. Get the fuck out. And then it's just the director, the cameraman, the sound, and the actors. Yeah. That's how I would do it. I would be down for that. And then bring in hair and makeup in between takes. When I cover up my chee-chees. Yeah, if they need to, you know, freshening <laughs> up. My nipples are looking a little... Can you, <laughs> it's a little shiny. So, um, so Marty's our favorite character. I know yes. he's yours, too. Yes, he is. Marty's he's my favorite, yeah. car in the movie, at the uh-huh. beginning, is the same model 
make and model as Drew's high school car. Nice. And he also did the really weird thing. Station of, wagon? Yeah. I mean, high school, you get your mom's old car. Bro, I would have loved to rock a station wagon in high school. That's a bet on wheels. Bad. <laughs> That's a bet on wheels. Yeah. Awesome. I know. <laughs> I had a Jeep. <laughs> so. I mean, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have to struggle. We've, I think we've talked about this before, but I didn't have the same struggles as most high school boys where, like, you have to, like, sneak girls in and out of, like, your house and stuff. Yeah. Being that I didn't live, by the time I was sexually active, didn't live with the parents. So you're like, woo-woo, I'm out. Exactly. Jason got his own apartment, y'all. Let's do this. Let's do this. And what? that's when girls puke in your room and parties go crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's... <laughs> <laughs> so Drew also did the really weird thing of locking his door with his windows down. Small sacrifices. Have, good parties have to have some small sacrifice. Some are bigger than others. There's always a sacrifice. Yeah. So Drew didn't lock his. He locked his door with his windows down as well. Yep, I saw that. So that's something. I wondered about that. <laughs> that's Drew. High school Drew. That's how yeah, he used to who roll. Who the fuck's going to steal my car, bro? Who wants my fucking old ass wagon, man? I mean, I love it, but. Who else? I used to feel that way about my truck. I used to think, like, this is kind of a. This is nearing looking like a classic truck. Yeah. And some people might want to steal it, but nowadays it's like, I don't think anybody wants it. Nobody wants I'm the it. only one that kind of appreciates it for what it is. <laughs> I believe that. As long as I don't, like, paint it and fix it up, nobody's going to want Nobody it. Nobody But if you make that, like, a nice red If I give it a nice paint up, job, yeah. then I'm going to have to up to up the security. He's going to come home and be like, where the fuck is my truck? <laughs> where's your truck, bro? Where's my truck, bro? Dude, where's my truck? <laughs> where's your truck? So, the studios wanted a lot of the office celebration scene cut. I think they felt like it was, like... A little wrong to be celebrating something like that. I don't know. Kind of threw me off. They didn't like it. It kind of threw you off. No, I actually, actually, you know what? That didn't throw me off. What threw me off was the little Japanese girls singing, singing and shit na, out of nowhere. Na, 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 na. I loved it because you. Do I loved see, it once I understood it. Well, because but, it, before that scene, they show uh-huh. the TV screens of all the other people doing the experiment, and. They show the kids being, like, terrorized by some, like, ghost lady. And they're just sitting in their chairs like, oh, my God. And then they show them singing in, in a circle. And she's like, ah, going down and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, we killed the evil. We put them in a frog. And you're like, oh, okay. So this can, you can f- beat this. But, I mean, beating it means that you lost. So these kids did all this. They ran out and went to their home. And then <laughs> by the time the sun was up, the fucking... The whole world is over. Uh-huh. They're like, we did all of that shit. Well, they Still wa- lost. <laughs> yeah, they wanted the, those scenes cut. And, you know, people were trying to influence him on to cutting it. And he was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. And he called him. He was like, I'm not cutting anything. So. This is my story. Yeah. I have final cut. Mm-hmm. Go f- I'm not cutting yourself. Yeah, I'm not cutting anything. So I thought that was. Non-negotiable. Final cut. And I like it. The, producers, future producers, if you ever want to work with me, I have final cut. Hey, I know. I don't give a fuck what you say. Jason has all final cuts on every episode we do. He makes me send it. No, I'm just joking. I do not. <laughs> he makes me send it to him as soon as I'm done before I can even post it. He has to check it out. No, I'm just joking. 
Ain't nobody got time for all that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad they didn't cut it. And I would have told them to go fuck themselves kind of too. Mm-hmm. Because one of my favorite parts of the movie is where you see her getting beat titties. up by the... <laughs> those were nice titties. You were going like this. I was like... You, you mean, didn't, you didn't let nice. me finish the motion. <laughs> where she's getting lifted up by the big hillbilly dude. And she's getting beat up and then they yeah. zoom out of the screen and then no, like... You're right. In the that party and they're really like, yeah. Good. And they're all partying and stuff. And you're like, look into the background. This chick is literally fighting getting for her life. along the mm-hmm. lake. And I was I always like that shot. I'm always like, that's, a, that's such a, a good shot. It's a really good shot. That's such a good shot. I so, agree. So that's kind of all I got on uh, Juju. Drew, it's interesting how quickly he rose in the writing aspect mm-hmm. of Hollywood. I do want to see his most recent movie. I still have not seen it. He partners up with Chris Helmsworth again to do uh, Bad Times at the El Royale. Oh, I've seen that. Oh, that's him? Well, he produced it. He didn't direct it. Oh, yeah, that was actually cool. Was it a good movie? Yeah. Okay. I forgot he was in it. Yeah, it's it's a weird. He does a lot of exec producing nowadays, uh, not so much directing. I like that his stuff is super dark. All the things you pretty much named have like some dark tendencies to it. Yeah. And that hotel, what's it called again? El Royale. El Royale. It's mm-hmm. it. It was good. I watched it and I was like, "What is this?" Mm-hmm. I had no clue what I was walking into, and it was good. So he has transitioned to producer. So he produced. 22 episodes of Lost. <gasps> I love Lost. Uh-huh. Do you like Lost? Never watched it. Love it. More recently, he produced uh, The Defenders in 2017. He produced Bad Times at El Royale. He also produced Daredevil. and The most, show or the movie? The show. Okay. Most recently, The Good Place. <gasps> I love it! <laughs> it just, the last season just started, too. I watched I the first know. episode. And I was like, oh, I just don't, I don't want ready. it to end. I don't want it. She's going. She's doing Veronica Mars, yo. I don't. I don't. She care. don't. She don't stop. Kristen I don't care Bell about just Veronica. Keeps on keeping on. I don't care about Veronica Mars. I love Veronica Mars. I want to know what's going to happen to Eleanor Aww. and Cheedy. That's what I want. <laughs> I love that show. Brilliant they writing. Seriously, belong together. Yes, they're so cute. I know. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, let's dive into this cast then. It's not a very big cast, but it's an important cast. Starting with Miss Amy Acker. So Amy Acker plays Lynn. She is like, I don't know what her role is in the movie, but she's the one that's like kind of like steering these two, what would you call them? The guys that are in the office. Wait, is it her job like... I think they chemists, something or like scientists, that. or something like that. Something like that. Because yeah. he mentions, you know, oh, what was the last time that they? Ninety-eight or something. In ninety-eight, it was the chem department's fault, right? Where do you work again? Wait, it's coming back to me now. I think that they're just like the director heads. They manage, make sure everybody is on their p's and q's, and I bet they pick the people and the place and. I bet they use the same place every time, though. That makes sense. Sure. And they just... Yeah. I mean, like they said, um, they don't even think that Chris Helmsworth's character has a cousin. Yeah, they don't. So somehow they were able to implant shit in his mind yeah. to go to this cabin. It as well be- as, like, immediately he says, we all stick together. And then I'm like, oh, no, that's not going to work for mm-hmm. us. 
and then they flip a switch and then it changes his mind He's some like, no, fucking kind of way. We'll cover more ground if we split up. Yeah. Yeah, that's that makes sense. Yeah, and Holden it just kind of goes along with it, but I think he also has his mind changed too because he's too smart to know that. That's, he's like, bitch, I've seen movies. I'm the black guy. I'm probably gonna die first. Mm-hmm. He doesn't though. <laughs> no, he dies third. Third, technically, technically, technically third, possibly fourth. Yeah, yeah. Don't ruin the <laughs> drinking game. <laughs> so. But uh, Amy Acker plays Lynn, and I thought she did a good job. It's interesting. I think she has a crush on the security guy because she's been around these fucking nerds forever. And Who wouldn't? I uh, know. Uh, <laughs> security is played so, by Mr. Brian White, who we have talked about before Mr. on the Family Stone episode. Yes, he was uh, the black brother-in-law. Yes, and we're going to talk about him again eventually when we do Stop the Yard because <laughs> I love that movie. Do you? Yeah. It's a good ass movie. I do. We I went to the theaters. theater. Theaters. Theaters. <laughs> we brought the theaters. But if we if we do that movie, I better see you step. <laughs> you gonna teach me how to step? I'll teach you a little step, yeah. Okay. I'll do it. <laughs> Are you gonna let me film it? Showtime. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. A, a thing about him that some people brought to light is that his name is Truman. Like the Truman Show. Because they're being watched. Oh, okay. Uh, you're talking about Brian White. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. So I was. I thought that was kind of cool. It, like tie-in. It is kind of cool. Yeah. I wonder if they did that on purpose. I don't know. Just like a little nod to the Truman Show. I feel like they did a little nod to a lot of things. Okay. So that would wouldn't be surprising. Mm-hmm. I will say they probably had to like dull down Amy because she is absolutely stunning. Oh, to make her look more nerdy? Yeah. They just made her look basic. They just made her look plain Jane. But she is a very, very attractive girl. And I think that our director found her from Angel. Mm -hmm. Because she was in that. She She played Winifred Burke in Angel. Um, And she's done a number of things since then, including Suits and she worked with your boy again on Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Don't even get me started. Well, we you will get me started when we get to him. But she has uh she's been uh successfully booking for a very long time. Yeah, I've even seen her face before this movie. She was booking roles here and there. Mhm. And as of right now, she is playing Lois Lane, or the voice of Lois Lane, on a new series called Superman Red Sun. Okay. And she just finished uh, four seasons of Suits, or five seasons of Suits. Damn, Gina. I know. I've only seen a couple episodes. She's doing her thing. Well, keep it up, girl. <laughs> Can we talk about these two freaking nerds? <laughs> Uh-huh. Meaning Bradley Whitford and Richard Jenkins. Yes. So these fools. Which we have talked about both of these. They're the same people. We have. We, we talked just about talked about Bradley Whitford. Last week. Last week with Get Out. With Get Out. We talked about Richard Jenkins on our Friends Fem- with Benefits Friends episode. Friends with Benefits, yeah. Where he plays Justin Timberlake's dad. Yes, he does. With no pants. With no pants. Man right after my own heart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we won't really dive into their backgrounds because we've already talked about them, but let's talk about their characters. If I ever come across a dude that I think would be perfect for you, 
I'm gonna set up like a Sunday like lazy day mm-hmm. of like watching TV and like just eating food and just a lazy day. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna tell him to come into the house in just like some boxes and a t-shirt. Okay. And like this is how I lounge on Sunday. I don't wear pants in my house. I'm not wearing them at yours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna like look at you and smash it and be like, you guys should probably leave. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fuck up the couch. <laughs> we'll put them down or we'll be Robin on the floor. Robin sleeps there. <laughs> That's Robin's second bed. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm down for that. Find me a lazy man, lazy Sunday with no pants on, man. I'm we'll down. Find you somebody like Little Rel. Yeah. I like Little Rel. He's funny. <laughs> so these characters seem like they've been friends for a long time working the yes. same job forever uh-huh. that it does not seem there are i wouldn't call them the flotsam and jetsam of the because they're smart they're very smart they're just very like witty and fucking assholey they've got senioritis yeah that's what it is they've been there so long it's just a run-of-the-mill sort of situation yeah Drew said that the first scene of the movie, mm-hmm. he did it that way of them talking in an office and everything, and then the t- title of the movie comes up. So you want to come over Monday night? I'm going to pick up some power drills, liberate my cabinets. Are you even listening to me? He did that because he wanted to confuse his audience to make them think that they came into the wrong theater. Okay. Because they were watching and be like, I thought I was watching Kevin... In the woods about some kids. Not sure if that worked, Drew. I don't know. But I love the opening. It does set the tone for the movie. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty good. You're like, where are you? Mm-hmm. What do you guys do? What are we betting on? Like, <laughs> They're minions. <laughs> yeah. They're minions that save the world by sacrificing young college kids. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible what they did to them. I, I mean, what would you do if you had to do it, though? Like, you have to do it or the world's over. Like, that's Pretty weird. much. Like, you got to do it. Yeah. And I like Richard Jenkins mm-hmm. uh, in this very much because, yeah, he has this senioritis attitude. But at the same time, he understands there's a time to goof around and there's a time to be serious. And when it's time to be serious, he buckles the fuck down. He ran through that whole motherfucking building, uh-huh. through the locker room, down the halls. Just so he could blow up that fucking Dude, tunnel. Dude, it's crazy how he does it, too, with those two wires. And he just, like... Yeah, like he fucking... Lights it like it's fucking flint or something. Yeah, he lights it like he's, like... And you see the hijacking same thing happening car. down the tunnel. You're like, dang. Dude, that's, that was good. Yeah, I it, it was shot well. I like that point of view. Mm-hmm. I saw him... The last movie I saw him in was uh, Shape of Waters. And he did a fucking hell of a job in that one. I haven't seen that. You haven't seen Shape of Water I yet? I don't think so. You would like it. Would I? You would like it a lot. So in Shape of Water, he plays a artist, an actual like artist who like draws things, and he creates ads for commercials. However, this is during time when technology is catching up, and he's becoming uh, obsolete. Obsolete, exactly. Okay. He's also gay in the movie. Love but it. This is during the 1950s when that was not accepted they don't love it no. they don't love it at all and he has this inner struggle throughout the movie especially at the diner where he enjoys to have lunch does not work out so well for him but uh yeah that's richard jenkins and bradley whitfield 
You know I love him as Step Brothers. <laughs> That's he's right. He's my favorite. Step, he's the dad of Step Brothers. <laughs> That's my boo. Like he's all pissed. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. So yeah, those are those two. I love them. They're hilarious. Their chemistry is amazing. Their lines are very funny. Mm-hmm. And you kind of you kind of are rooting for them. I don't know about you, but I kind of, like, even though they're doing this, like, some dick stuff, every time you see them, you're like, what are you bitches up to? What's going on <laughs> over here? Well, they're up to something, aren't you? To a degree, yeah. <laughs> I love them. They just, they seem like the grab-assing uh, office workers. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. They, they're phoning it in every day. Yeah. They, they're the ones that get drunk at the Christmas party and they say something dumb. You're like, what the mm-hmm. fuck? That's dumbass. If y'all are going to fuck, do it in the CVS parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, shall we talk about your boy? Apparently, oh, is that, uh, Zenobia has a little crush on Mr. Jesse Williams. Is that where we're at? Okay. Yeah. I'm down. I we're already it. into the main cast. There's not a lot of people in this movie. Are you ready? I'm ready. You don't have to say a word. You can just listen. All right. You said it was my show, right? This is where it begins with my baby, Boo Jesse. So, Jesse, what, Williams? Is that what his name? You don't even know his name. I called him Avery for like the longest time because that's his name on Grey's Anatomy. Okay. Yes, Jesse Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, his parents were both teachers. Okay. And after graduating high school, he went to Temple University in Philadelphia. Ooh, I like Temple. Go Owls. Apparently. You know who else went to Temple? Who? Eddie Jones. Who's Eddie Jones? He is, or was, the shooting guard for the Los Angeles Lakers. What up? What up? Okay. 1997. (laughs) There you go. Dropping basketball knowledge on us. So he was a double major while he was there. That's how smart this kid is. So he double majored in African American Studies and Film and Media Arts. Nice. All right. And for six years, he taught high school in Philadelphia. Six years? Yeah. How the fuck? I don't know, girl. So here, let me, let me tell you this. So for, so for six years, he taught high school in Philadelphia, and he was teaching American Studies, African Studies, and English. Okay. So, yeah, there's young teachers. I, I there remember, are young teachers. I'm remember, not saying they're not. I remember having teachers that were like 23, 24. So, that can make sense. How old is he? He was born in 1981. So, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because if he was born in 81, that means that he graduated high school in 2000, which means that he graduated college at the earliest, 2004, which means he started teaching in 2005. However, he got his first big break in 2008 which means he was acting at the same time that he was teaching okay he was doing law and order well and okay let his me, first job was in 2006 let me so he was fresh out of college at this time well he is a teacher maybe it wasn't for six years wikipedia could have lied to me because i wanted Possibly. i wanted to know what he taught and that's what it said but i do know that he is a teacher he I was mean, a teacher have survival jobs so yeah. maybe he was a teacher he was probably doing and both, and that's probably why those uh, those six years mm-hmm. uh, okay yes i agree because his first big role came in 2009 with brooklyn's finest all right let me let me let me let me okay so jesse started studying acting in 2005 Okay. okay, so he probably was still teaching and learning this shit and going auditions Night and classes. doing all this stuff. Yeah, so 
in 2005 he started doing that and he ended up being one out of 14 actors to be chosen for the new york actors showcase that was put on by abc television diversity showcase Yep. So they helped him out there. I was going to say, they, he had to have a leg up somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, he was doing Law and Order and a bunch of different things. Okay. And then he got on Grey's Anatomy in 2009, I believe. Gotcha. And his character is so awesome on that show. I fucking love him. He's so smart and he's like rich. Debbie Allen's his mom. And he's a good doctor. I liked him. Yeah. He's still on there. He's still doing... Grey's Anatomy. Grey's yeah. Anatomy? Uh-huh. He's right. like the head of the the hospital now. Like, he also plays a mixed-raced person, as he is, because his dad is black and his mom is sweet, Swiss, Sweden? She's from Sweden? She's from Sweden. Yes. Yeah, I love him. I had kind of an internal debate when I was showing you the mirror. Shouting on both sides, blood was spilled. So, you're bleeding internally. <sighs> Pretty bad. so in 2012 a fan campaign started to tell the execs that jesse should be cast as finnick o'dare in the hunger games catching fire movie i know you don't give a shit but there's people out there who do give a shit about the hunger games as myself so he wow would have been what that got out of hand real fast i'm sorry (laughs) do you care about hunger games i liked it that, no, you either love it or you don't. I liked it. Okay. So, <laughs> so there was a campaign for him to be in the Catching Fire movie because Finnick, in the book, he is described a, a lot like him. In the book, they describe him as 25, uh-huh. very handsome, muscular, athletic, and tall, with tan skin, bronze hair, and stunning sea green eyes. Okay. Yeah, I can see all of that. Who ended up playing Finnick? Uh, uh, somebody I don't know. Some white dude. He did a good job, though. He did. But Which one is Finnick? Finnick is the one who's like the playboy. He won when he was like, you know, year- he's older than Katniss and them because he won like years before. Uh-huh. And he's the one who ho- hangs uh, Meg on his back, the old lady on his back. Oh, Remember? yeah. He carries her around because she was from his district. He's from, like, District 4. I got you. Okay, yeah. I know who you're talking about He's now. the one who, like, falls in love with this girl. Okay. And I will say that the guy that played Finnick cool. did a good job. He did do a good job. Mm-hmm. But I think that so could Jesse. He and could he have, does sound like him. But Jesse would have gotten, would have had to have gotten in better shape. Of course. That's not a problem. Yeah. Like, just because I'm not built now doesn't mean in mm-hmm. a couple months I can't. It takes more than a couple months, but yeah, I agree. You really? can be done. It can you be You need done. a solid four months, I would say. So, do you like Jesse in anything? Uh, no, I don't like him at all. He's terrible in everything. No, I'm kidding. This has been Lights, Camera, Cocktails. It's over. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I thought he did a great job in this. Yeah. His character uh, is fun. He's like the good guy. Even when he dies, I'm like, oh, fuck, they got him. They got him. I did not see it coming the way that they got him either. That's that was fucked up. I mean, it's a at the same movie. time, their fault. Check the fucking Winnebago. What's wrong you with you? You left it empty for some time watching fucking Thor run into a wall. Uh huh. Yeah. Double check that shit before you take off. What's wrong with you? You never seen Zombieland? <laughs> Always check everything. I'm excited for part two to come. Me out. too. Double tap. 
And Jesse's got a new movie coming out called Team Joy. I don't know much about it, but, you know, congrats on staying working, man. One more thing about Jesse. No. Anyway, so (laughs) Jesse is very active in civil rights at this moment. He speaks his mind, and he's also been rewarded with BET Awards for, Mm. what was it like? Humanitarian. Yes. And he made an amazing speech just to show you how eloquent he is his mother i believe was a poet so i think that helps him on his writing and speech plus he's a teacher that spoken word artist yeah because it does sound like spoken word especially the way he says it oh okay yeah you guys should look it up on youtube it's a very amazing speech where you're like yeah why isn't the world like this and it just made me love him 10 times more so look up jesse williams bet and I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I wish we would have seen more of his shirt off. We only got to see a little glimpse through the through the no, double white girl window. All innocent. No, 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 no. I can't look at this shit. I don't think I would have took it off. I saw you percolate. I wouldn't have said anything. I would be like, mm. if I left the room, then I'd put it back up. So mm-hmm. he didn't think I was watching him. No, I'd be. That I'd, is an inner struggle. It is. You should. Uh, you got an attractive person getting undressed on the other side, and they don't know that you can see them. That's why Jesse was like, he, it was a struggle. It was a struggle. There was one this part of me wrong, saying, no, this is wrong. It's wrong. And then there's the other part of me saying, like, you better watch this shit. Right? <laughs> I did like the, his little, like, no, no, I can't do this. And then all of a sudden he exits the frame and then, and then like back. slides on back, like, hmm. He's like, oh, it's okay. And then he starts seeing her taking her shirt one off. One quick peek. He's like, um, <clears throat> hold up. <laughs> Please. I'm well, a mess. The reason why I wanted to move on is time to talk about your favorite character. Bah, 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 Marty. Marty. He is Cran- my favorite. Krenz. He is my favorite. He's my favorite. He's a great fucking character in this movie. And he played it very, very well. He did. He, he, it's almost like nothing surprises him, really. And he's very... He's incredibly witty. He's a stoner, but he is an intellectual stoner. That's why I said we're kindred spirits. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, sure. No, I agree. Oh, <laughs> I thought that's how you were saying it. I'm disagreeing with you. You're like, yeah, you th- you keep thinking you're into like... <laughs> I'm just a little drunk on bourbon. Get off my head. That's good. All right, go ahead. I forgot where I was now. You, you threw me off. So he he's an intellectual stoner, and he believes in like conspiracy theories and stuff. And I see how he kind of connects the dots of things. But it's kind of handed to him to a certain degree. I feel like he has been saying the same shit for a million years. Mm-hmm. But he don't really believe it. Not that he don't believe it, but he he doesn't really think any of this shit is true. Until everything he starts saying is true. Mm-hmm. All of it. And, the and then we- he stumbles onto like the uh, mini uh, wiretapping yeah. camera and stuff. And he... The weed also helped because she said it was making yeah, him wise Yeah, whatever he's been smoking has been making him immune to the fumes that we're pumping into the cabin. So he can see it. That's why he's like, what? why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. With that voice and shit that's whispering in everybody's ear. He's like, I hear it. I'm not fucking crazy. I heard that shit. I'm gonna okay, I swear to fucking God somebody is talking. I'm pretty sure someone is. Oh. He, yeah, his character is there 
to guide everybody and to give mm-hmm. I love comic relief. He's the yeah, he's the comic relief for sure, and he does a great job at it. He does. So especially when he's yelling at the hillbilly dude at the gas station, making fun of him. He's making like, I hear the I hear the yeah. railroads coming this way. Uh huh. I know the railroads coming through here any day now. That's gonna be big. Streets paved with actual street. It's <laughs> so <Fucking> funny, Dick. <laughs> so you want to hear a fun fact about him? Yeah, give me a fun fact about Marty. Fran, Car- Fran, Fran. So Fran, he got extensive prop and behavior training for this movie. Oh. In order to pull off that stoner personality of Marty. Oh, okay. <laughs> So he got two hours of joint rolling sessions and a bong lighting session. I love it. From expert consultants. Expert stoners? I don't know what an expert consultant is. I think that I could have been an expert consultant. Dude. You, you want me to teach you how to roll a, a joint? I'll just show you how to roll a joint. Uh-huh. You want to see how to light a bong? Go I to the fucking professionals. I want, I'd be like, look, if you want to have a professional che- teach me this, I'm going to need to see Snoop Dogg. Can you get him on the phone so we can have a smoke chat? <laughs> now, I like that idea. However, do you really think that Snoop rolls his own shit nowadays? No, but it doesn't mean that he doesn't know how. That's true. He didn't always have money. This is true. But he's always had weed. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess he's not a real stoner. So, he did a really good job of He did do a good job. Okay. I do have another fun fact. What's that? Wait, yeah, I'm going to tell you since we're talking about stoner. Tell me about Mr. Okay, so you ready? Okay. The coffee mug bong. That fucking bong. Okay, so that bong in the movie was a fully functional mug and bong. The prototype for it took $5,000 to make it. Damn. But for the rest of us? If you go to stonecoffeemug.com, you too can own your own coffee mug bong. No shit. And they have it in gray, or they have it like a multicolored one that no you can pop open and everything. Shit. And they run about $64 to $69. That's so badass. So you too can smoke out of a coffee mug. Christmas. What's Christmas, up? Christmas. What's up, you guys? <laughs> what is up? I would recommend not drinking out of it. Bong water is like the grossest thing in the world. But no. there you go. It's real. It happened. It's only real because of this movie. And somebody... Somebody saw it and realized that they could fabricate it. And they did a good job. And now they well, sell they it brought, for $69 each. They were looking at it and they were like, you know what? People are going to want that. Fuck they, yeah. They knew I was going to want that. Fuck yeah. I want to buy it for you. Just thinking of it. I just want to... <laughs> yes. And it would be sitting here on the on the desk all the time, you guys. Right. On the table. What are you stoned? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I thought that was a fun, fun fact about the our stoner. <laughs> I mean, Fran did a good job. He did um, a really good job. It looks like he's still doing a lot of work. Some of his first jobs were as the stereotypical well, stoner white boy, you might say. Even though he's not a stoner? Even though he's not a stoner. So he was a, a stoner in Training Day. He was a stoner in Oh, Orange he's County. in the count. He's in he's the, the car. One that, yeah, he's driving he, the bug. And he tells them, like, never come back here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <gasps> You're so right. I'm going to take your car. Let yep. the homeboys up so here run, run train, train on, on your, your girlfriend. Girl. Mm-hmm. 
You want that? And he's like, no, no, no. I would love to save. I would love to have Denzel Washington say he's going to have a train run on my girlfriend. That's all. I'd be so honored to have Denzel Washington say anything to me. Even if it was fuck your mama, I'd be like, Denzel, mama, Denzel said fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> mama. She's like, he said fuck me? Oh, Lord. She, she looked nice. I don't know. Denzel's her Will Smith. Oh, okay. So maybe. I guess. I'm going to ask her. I'd be like, how would you feel if Denzel said... Said some fucked up shit like that? I'm like... If I met Denzel shit. and he told me, fuck your mama, how would you feel? <laughs> that he's having a bad day? But yeah. He also does Fron. Also does Broadway. Does he? Yeah. Oh, During okay. the premiere of this movie, uh, shortly after the premiere, he couldn't go promotional parties because he was on Broadway doing Death of a Salesman. Love it. Yeah, so he is a real actor. He's an artist. I believe he went to Yale Drama, if I'm cool. not mistaken. All that to play a stoner. He was, I mean, he was on Ballers this last season. He's one of my uh, favorite season. stoners, though. So he's doing HBO's Ballers right now. Okay. Or it just finished. Uh, right. They just finished their last season as well. It's over? Dang. Yeah. You guys... This year is like the end of a the lot end of shows. Of a lot of shows. They ending them. See what what's next comes next. Hopefully something good. I've been uh, yearning for a good show to get into. Okay. I have yet to find it. I'm gonna help you find it. I might have to just make it. Boy, have you lost your mind? Cause I'll help you find it. <laughs> for people who love The Office out there, Stanley. Okay. <laughs> well, Anna Hutchison mm-hmm. is next on our list. Plays Jules. She mm-hmm. is, as they call it, the whore of the group. Yes. Which is really just a label that they put to separate the kids. So she is a sexually active... She's sexually active. She's not a whore. No. She's responsible. She's got she a boyfriend. She's got a boyfriend. That's all it is. Who doesn't want to fuck in the woods at night? And it's Chris Hemsworth. Who wouldn't want to fuck Chris Hemsworth anywhere, at any time, day or night... I mean, there's some scenarios I could think of where women would not want to do that. But it's, you have to try. You got to really think about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I Chris can't think Hemsworth of any. Knocks on your back door. Yes. He's smothered in shit, mm-hmm. but he wants to hook up. What do you do? We hook up in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? Yeah. Uh, Afterwards, we're like, why was there shit all over your hands? <laughs> I mean, I had fun and all, but my bathroom smells like shit. What the hell happened? Ugh. So, yeah. So gross. She gets to make out with sexy-ass Thor. Yes, she does. She was a Power Ranger. Was she? She was the Yellow Ranger. I was about to say, was she pink? She was not pink. She was the Yellow Cheetah Ranger in uh, 2008. Okay. And right after this... She did a show called Spartacus. Did you ever watch Spartacus? No. Dude. This. Straight up like. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Roman times Spartacus. Okay. I loved it. I thought it was a great fucking show. No, Um, I haven't seen it. She played Lita, which I think I remember her character in that movie. It was a fucked up show. Like, there's some ruthless shit that goes on on that show. But I have to give it a, a goog. Being that she had a recurring role on the show says that she actually, she's a very good actress because you have to handle a lot of dialogue in that 
particular show. Yeah. And okay. it's not just regular English. It's yeah, you got to use that Roman old English shit. Dialogue. Thou with forever from. Mm-hmm. Though thou and theeth and thereeth go this is. What is theeth? I fucking is that a know. thing? No. Oh. <laughs> I was like I haven't heard of that one. <laughs> so um, since she's supposed to be the whore, uh-huh. and they made her truth and dare be to make out with that wolf. With that deer on the wall. With that deer on the wall. It's a wolf, dude. Uh, whatever, man. Just make I'm out with high. It. I'm high. I'm high most of the time, too. But I know my animals, you guys. <laughs> don't, let, don't let these movies try to make you think that weed is just dumbs you, dumbs you. It doesn't. It just might slow you down a little bit, I but that's fine. I would say it slows you. <laughs> that's about it. And he's... a. Uh, avid and some smoker. of us need slowing. Yeah, he's an avid smoker, so he's fine. Mm-hmm. When you have a potheads, just think that like, well, you know, they're fine because they smoke weed literally all the time. So they're this is their normal. Smoke weed every day. Every day, like <laughs> Nate Dog said. So when Jewel kisses the wolf hanging on the wall, the wolf's tongue is covered in powdered sugar. So this is to make it look dusty and old. Okay. And to give Anna a little treat. So she's not licking some She's not licking some nasty, just Mm -hmm. rubbery tongue. The tongue was rubber, and it was removable. So they can clean it in between takes? I would hope so. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I hope it wasn't a real wolf or any of that stuff. I didn't read that it was. I'm not kissing it dead real wolf there's still bacteria on those teeth um, <laughs> yeah she was looking up she's like who me oh uh-huh. you like my hair she's a little she just freak. Died it. she was she was a little freak in that but she did a good job she did and uh i enjoyed her even though you knew she was gonna die first because she was a slut sure i almost <laughs> feel bad that i put chris helmsworth closer to last rather than Fran because Fran is more of a main character than Chris is. That's true. He figures everything out uh-huh. and he kind of makes her believe that the world should end. She's like, you're right, man. We had our chance. We fucked it up. We fucked it up. Maybe somebody else will have a chance. Yeah, Maybe not. Somebody else have a chance is what he says. Maybe not. Who knows? But I don't know. Yeah, I do enjoy the him. Mm-hmm. I love when his witty repartee. I love when he like just she's like not in the grave and he jumps down to the the hole and he's like get your fucking ass down here. I had to kill it. I had to kill it. Yeah. And then like the zombie arms with come a, in. with a, a garden he... plow or some something shit like, like that. that. And then he's like, God damn it, a zombie arm. Fucking zombie arm. It was coming near him like. <laughs> so funny. So gross. Yeah, he 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 was a good one. So you would you you wouldn't shoot him to save the world if, if you were her. If I was her, yeah, I probably would. Okay, what if he is me? You would shoot me. In order to save Ashley and Karina and my sister and my brother and my mom and everybody. But are you sure that's really going to happen? Yeah, they're right below us. I saw the giant hand. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's true. Now, that being said, I would kill that director as well. Kill her first. Kill her first, yes. Okay. Would you let the werewolf jump on my neck? Why do I got to be the virgin? I just asked a different... Okay, I'm the virgin, and okay. you're the stoner. 
Sweet. So yeah, that doesn't work either. Does I it? would. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I probably wouldn't do it. I don't know if you could. Shoot you? Wait, you don't think I'm man enough to shoot you? I don't think you could bring yourself to do it. I don't think I could either. Like, I wouldn't. I would be I more of the. I could bring myself to do I'd it. I'd be either. more of the stoner logic as this world's fucked. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it's what It's a I'm, lot easier to kill something that you're. when you're trying to protect something else. But. Yeah, you killing Jason because like, he's it's not easier Jason, but, for me to bring myself to fight the old gods that are down below than it is to raise a gun to your head and kill you to save the rest of the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Knowing full well, I don't have a chance. Don't have a chance. But I'd rather do that. I would say, Jason, shoot me. Save the world. Save the cheerleaders. That was what the (laughs) same Exactly. Save the Zenobia, save the world. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, this was not Chris Helmsworth's first movie. His first big movie was in 2009. He played George Kirk in Star Trek. He's in the very beginning. He plays Captain Kirk's dad. Do you remember that? The first one? The very first one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, not the very first one, but the, the 2009 first new one. version. Mm-hmm. The Chris Pine right. yeah, series. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he plays Chris Pine's dad. Okay, okay. And... Crazy enough, when I first saw Star Trek, I was very impressed with Chris Helmsworth's performance. I love him. And not just because he's fucking gorgeous, but he has great comedic timing. Mm. He is good at doing, you know, being that manly man Mm -hmm. that not only men want to root for, but women want to root for. He does a good job. He does do a good job. And this movie is the movie that started literally everything. Mm. Do you want to know? What? Here's a fun, fun fact about Thor. One, he got lucky with this movie because MGM saw the dailies of Chris instructing his friends when right before he jumps his bike into the wall. And he's like, you know, I'm going to go. I'm going to get help. I'll get help. If I wipe out, I'll fucking live for help. But I'm coming back here. I'm coming back with cops and choppers. And large fucking guns and those things are going to pay. All that shit, right? Okay. And they saw those dailies and they loved it. And so they signed him to do 2012's Red Dawn. Nice. Okay. He plays the Swayze character. He plays Swayze's character. And two days later, so two days after that, he was cast as Thor. Damn. Okay, the 2011 Thor. And immediately went to the gym. But Red Dawn and Cabin in the Woods were delayed for several years after being filmed. Okay? And they were delayed because MGM went bankrupt. And they didn't have anywhere that they can... They, they shelved a lot of things so they could save them fucking themselves. And this was one of the projects. And Red Dawn was one of the projects that they shelved. So Chris got two movies that were shelved because of this. So... They were finally released a year after Thor was released. So he got the job for Thor while filming Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm. And uh, years later, what did I say? Two years? Several years later? Several. Several years later, Lion Gate saved the day. Lion Gate saw this movie, loved this movie, and finally, finally released it. Released this movie. Okay. And we finally got it. I don't know if Red Donna's. 
I always thought that he got Thor based on his performance in Star Trek. It's because of this movie. Okay. He got it. So this movie is a big deal for him because before this, we didn't know who the fuck he was. And, well, when this movie came out, we did know he, who he was. Because by the time this came out, Thor had already come out. And mm-hmm. he's Thor. So I remember seeing the trailer and saying, like, ooh, is Thor and Avery from Grey's Anatomy in the movie. <laughs> so I was excited to see it. Okay. And this movie was made years before Thor was made, but wasn't released until after Thor. So It's we, interesting how that happens. All of yeah. a sudden, it's like, wait a minute, I just saw him in another movie, and he was way more ripped. <laughs> Did he get skinny for this role? He's like doing a Jonah Hill sort of thing right it's now. It's like um, Matthew McConaughey, when he yep. did uh, Dallas Buyers Club. He lost so much weight, and he got he super skinny. He hasn't gained it back. But he looks better now. He looks but better. For a good year, two years, everything we kept seeing him in, he looked very sick it and frailly yeah. because he was preparing for this movie that won him his Academy Award. But you could still see it, like in Wolf of Wall Street, he looks really... He looks really scary. Yeah, and, and things like that. And it's because, you know, you have to prepare or maybe Wolf of Wall Street was filmed if, while he first started losing his, his weight or it was filmed after where he was trying to gain his weight back. I don't know, but it's always good to like think about those things. Yeah, it's very interesting. I also have a funny thing. Okay, so if you take the last four letters from Hensworth and you flip them around, what does it spell? Thor. It spells motherfucking Thor, and he's motherfucking Thor. That's funny. <laughs> that is funny. Well... Oh, I was about to say I'm out, but we still got to talk about Miss Kristen Connolly. Oh, wait, I got another one on Our resident virgin. Wait, I got another one on Chris. We ain't got another one on Chris. This movie is another big milestone for him other than him getting those two other movies while filming this. But he was able to pay off his parents' mortgage with the money that he made off of this movie. That's awesome. How awesome is that? I always like to hear good things like that. Going back to Australia and paying off the parents' mortgage. Good day, mate. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's from Australia, by the way. If you didn't know. Mm-hmm. So, Kristen Connolly is our heroine of the movie, and uh, she's been in some other movies. Such as? Uh, Revolutionary Road and The Happening. I'm oh, I'm sure uh-huh, you've uh-huh. seen that movie. Why do you say it like that? Because you love scary movies. It was good. And it's a big, scary movie from mm-hmm. 2008. Yes, I did see it. You did see it? Mm-hmm. Okay. How'd you like it? It was good. She did a good job. Okay. Uh, she has been. Uh, she did an arc on House of Cards. Okay. Back in 2014. Nice. She's a working actress. She's doing a good job. Uh, she is doing a show called The Zoo. I saw that. I don't yeah. know what that is. Actually, I'm sorry. That uh, got canceled in 2017. Oh. My bad. Well, how did you think? Did she get on your nerves? Because a lot of time when the the last you know white woman survives, mm-hmm. I'm always just like, God, would you just kill her? Sometimes, like, I'm not always for her. Sometimes, yes. How do you feel about her? Because she she's was a stereotypical um, girl that uh, doesn't think straight in crisis situations. I am not one of those girls. And I am a quick. She act. tries to go right back out of the fucking cabin. I was to about go to name. save her friend. She said, and he, he "If just her boyfriend, she's fucking dead. If her boyfriend comes in, all bloodied and stabbed, and you ask where the hell is Jules, and he goes, she gone. They got him. She gone. 
then that's then that's, that's that. That's it. They got her. And I mean, I might for a second or a little bit be weary of him because maybe what if this is all a ploy to kill her in the woods and then blame it on something else? You know, I watch a lot of Datelines and sure. murder mysteries and shit like that, so that would be in the like the back of my mind. But I'm not opening the motherfucking door. I'm just not keep taking my eyes off of Thor. I'm looking at that fool. Yeah. But. Yeah, she was dumb. But that was a cool scene where he throws her friend's head. Like, oh, you were looking for her? <laughs> <laughs> so gross. <laughs> so gross. Yeah, she's not blonde anymore. Mm-mm. She's a redhead. She's a redhead, <laughs> definitely. And she's lost a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this movie uh, does a good job at selling the fear it uh, does a good job at selling the sex. I mean, one of the first shots of the kids is Kristen you know. dancing in her underwear in her, what is that, a dorm or an apartment of some sort? Yeah, mm-hmm. We'll call it an apartment. Yeah. She's got a studio. She's sitting up there looking on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do that. I'm sure if you walked past my window at certain times, you'd be like, she dancing in her underwear again. Mm-hmm. She is. Dancing in the moonlight. <laughs> um, I think that she, I think it's fucked up that she is considering shooting Marty. Like, I don't think it's fucked up. You just said that you would shoot me to save but your like, family. She straight up raises the gun to him, and yeah. she's like gonna do it. And, and it, I almost don't believe her. And he's not even he's not even family. We're family. That's a different thing. But it's like true. this is just like you know her her best friend's but boyfriend's friend. Friends. That's true. And you do have has, a family bond when you're in college. Not only that, they've bonded over the fact that he's saved her life a number of times over the course of this night. Of this night, that is true. Did he do all of that just to get killed by her? Yeah. That's fucked up. I mean, he get killed. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think that she said, I, I'm sorry, I couldn't have killed you anyway. You know, mm-hmm. she said that at the end. She's just holding the gun, probably thinking like, well, maybe this lady's right. Or maybe he's right. Maybe we should just let the shit burn. Huh? I say let it burn. It's a tough. That's a tough decision. I would not be opposed to setting the clock back. But you're willing to wipe out our five and three year old niece nieces. I'm not saying that. Because um, that's what happens. I mean, I know what happens in here. I'm talking about like the real world and how bad it's gotten. <laughs> and we should have a little Thanos situation. Dang. Who knows? It's but you fair. snap, we're going to disappear. It's well, fair. You don't know who's going to stay and who's going to go. I guess. We That's just need another plague. That's all. Wipe out some of these people. solving them, though. I just wipe them out. Hey, you know what? I th- <laughs> Shit. Maybe it's because natural selection is no longer a thing. <laughs> like, how many dumb people do you know that would not have survived had natural selection still been a thing? Maybe myself. I don't know. (laughs) Every once in a while, you meet this old person, and it's like, How did you? How the fuck did you live this long? long (laughs) Oh, I see. People have been protecting you your entire life. Oh, I see. Doctors know how to fix things. Mm -hmm. There's medicine. (laughs) Exactly. Well, I'm out. You ready? I'm ready. For the Zenobia show? Zenobia. Because I got some fun facts. Fun fact! The studios wanted to make the movie 3D. No. Yep, and that is exactly what Drew said. So it became 2D. <laughs> I'm not a fan of 3D. 
Um, personally, it I'm gives not, me a headache. I'm not the biggest fan, but I'm not against it. Okay. If you do something like Avatar where it's just like so amazing, then yeah, I sure. can understand that. But just because it's a movie and you want to get another money grab by doing 3D Toy Story 4, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. That doesn't matter. So there's someone that we didn't mention. Sigourney Weaver is in oh, this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She plays I, the director. I was going to say Sigourney Weaver is the director, but I didn't want to dive into her because it's such a small Oh, part. yeah, no, we are not diving into her because... Like, we can dive into her on Aliens we can do or an aliens. Ghostbusters exactly. or something else. She coming back. But I just wanted to mention that she was in it, but do you want to know who also they wanted to cast for that role? Who? Jamie Lee Curtis. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. It was, that, I could pick either one of those. I would take that. For sure. I like that. <laughs> so the writers came up with over 60 different types of monsters that were in this movie. Like, all the monsters that they have. There was over 60 of them. Jesus. And like I said, a lot of them were pulled from other movies or influenced by other movies and TV okay. shows like Buffy and shit like that. I want to know what the dude with the ball in his hand does. Oh, I did read about When they, it. like, figure it out, and he's got, like, the... Thing in his head. He is in his head. He is inspired by something else, but I can't remember. Hellraiser, maybe? Hellraiser is one of them, but there was something... Like, his backstory and his face... His face is, like, Hellraiser, but his backstory was something else. Like, okay. something else. But, okay. So, speaking of monsters that were pulled from something, I doubt you know what I'm talking about, but there are people out there who know what I'm talking about, and I'm actually one of them for once. So, there are some monsters in this movie that, if you look carefully, they're briefly shown. And one is a tank, a witch, a boomer, and a hunter. And so, these characters are from the game Left 4 Dead that came out in 2008. Okay. I really love this game. Have it on Xbox. Zombie killing. There's I even like Left 4 Dead 2. So what they had planned on doing was, since these uh, these monsters made cameos in this movie, and you can pretty much see them kind of when the f- the first wave of monsters that come through the door, like you can see the witch in the background, and then if you know what a boomer looks like, you can kind of see them. These are all characters you have no clue about, but <laughs> no, I don't. but they're from the game, and they're like the things you have to watch out for while you're fighting zombies and trying to get to another safe house okay like a witch you hear her crying but you can't see her no and so you'll be walking you have to turn your lights off and you'll be like running and if you see her and if you run by her too close or if you make too much noise she'll wake up and just be like and just start chasing you <laughs> you scared the rob I'm sorry rob rob so since these were cameos in here, they wanted to do a tie-in with, like, extended package for the game that would have had you basically going through the levels of all of these monsters that you'd have to kill that were part of the movie. I see. But MGM and their finances kind of fucked shit up, and that was never done. And I'm kind of sad because I love this movie, and I love Left 4 Dead, and I would have enjoyed that. And I didn't know that I had to look for those, but they're there. Mm-hmm. There's some other monsters that you probably didn't notice in this movie. What's that? So if you look on the whiteboard of the scene where he's like, you know, taking the bets and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, There's a list of monsters, and one of the monsters' name is Kevin. Uh Uh-oh. It's just called Kevin. He talks you to death. So (laughs) 
That would be a good one. That'd be called <laughs> Carol. Carol talks you to death. No, Kevin. I don't know. <laughs> so, you never see Kevin, but in the book, because there is a book that is tied into this movie called The Cabin in the Woods, the official visual accomplish drive. And it's by Drew and the other dude who wrote this. And it says that Kevin was a sweet looking guy who seemed like he might work at Best Buy until he dismembers people. So that's Kevin. Jesus. Kind of glad we didn't see Kevin. <laughs> So if you look closely in one of the scenes and you look into the upper left corner, you will see a flying purple people eater. Flying purple people eater. I don't even know what that looks like, but apparently there's one on there. Okay. <laughs> Fucking flying purple eater. All right. So the merman. It would have been cooler with a merman. That shit is hilarious. He's like, oh, you got to be kidding me. I know. Him getting killed by something he wanted to see so bad. Uh-huh. And that being the last thing he ever sees. Yep. It's quite funny. That's really funny. And once you finally see the merman through the mist wobbling over to him, um, and he eats him. Mm-hmm. And Ugh. the blood comes out of his blowhole. Yeah. Eats him. <laughs> That's fucking disgusting. It is very disgusting. And... The blowhole blew out blood for about 30 seconds, even though we see about five seconds worth of blood on screen coming out of it. I got you. So that whole take was done in one take because they didn't want to have to reset because the whole set was covered in blood. Mm-hmm. So that's a one take merman. Get on the first try. They got that merman. Ugh. Um, Kristen, our lead actress... She attended school with some pretty big-named people, okay? okay? She attended school with Zach Braff, so you might know him from Scrubs. He all, she also attended school with Lauren Hill mm. and extra host AJ Col- Colway. He used to host uh, 106 in Park on BET back in the day. Oh, okay. So those are also alum from her school. And I think I'm done. I think I hit it and quit it. And we out. And we out. Ow! Oh, that was for good. some couple more things. Okay. But yes, so, good job. Creepy ass movie. So dang, we did it. Anything else you want to say about it? Uh, next week's movie is gonna be scary as fuck. It, next week's movie is more scarier than this one. Uh huh. Um, but I love it. This movie was. I wouldn't call it scary. I would call it uh startling. Mm-hmm. And more funny than scary. It, it has its nice humor. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of payoffs yeah. in the movie as well. When you're like, oh, fuck yeah, get his ass. Get him, get him. <laughs> like where he comes back with his uh, coffee mug bong and he, yeah. he beats him over the head. You're like, fuck yeah, get him Absolutely. with that bong. <sighs> we did it. So follow us on Twitter. and Do we not have a Z? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I didn't write it down, but you're right. You are so right. Damn, Damn, Gina. This blood in the woods. How are you going for getting Z for the people? I didn't. I did. But I did it. So, are you ready for... I'm ready. Z for the people. Uh, How could I forget? I love doing that so much. So, I couldn't really think of anything for this. Okay. So, what I got is... Save the redwoods. Nice. Since we're talking about the cabin in the woods, let's save some woods. Save some redwoods. So since 1918, Save the Redwoods 
a league has worked to protect and restore the redwood forest and contact people and help them understand the beautifulness of the forest so what they do is they take in donations they help educate people on the forest and animals and stuff in there they clear paths so that people have nice hiking paths and they keep it from burning down which something in california fucking happens all the time we burn shit yeah we dry and we burn so i thought that was pretty cool to help the rainforest or not the rainforest the redwood forest have you ever been to the redwood forest no 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 oh, you should go it's beautiful i've been to yosemite I've been to the big ass. These trees are just so massive. You just feel like a small little ant. Um, they don't have it anymore, but I did go when they had the little the arch. The arch that you could drive through the tree. And, you know, it's a cool place. I actually saw some black bears there when we were. Eesh. When I was young. You know, it's fun. So if you go to savetheredwoods.org, you could donate your time, your money. Or find them some more information of how you can help them, especially if you plan on taking a vacation there anytime soon. So that is my Z for the people. Uh, I like that. All right. So <laughs> now it is time. Now it is time. It is time. So if you have any Hollywood close encounters, please email us at lights camera cocktail no s get the s out of here at gmail.com gmail.com mm-hmm. follow us on instagram twitter facebook youtube uh like and subscribe to us on spotify itunes <laughs> whoa Rock comcast Podbean, anywhere everything look us up tell a friend because we see you guys uh, are telling your friends and that we're getting some new listeners. We totally appreciate yes, it. Yes, we very much appreciate all the new listeners that are out there spreading the word that is Lights, Camera, Cocktails. Cocktails. Sorry, I was drinking my cocktail. Getting there. And we got some things in the works uh, very, very soon, people. So uh, stay tuned. I'm very excited if this goes through. Uh, yeah. We might have we got some, some big, fun stuff that's coming out next month. Big cool shit that's going to be happening. God willing. God willing. Knock on your um, wooden table you built. <laughs> Jesus was a carpenter. <laughs> so, yeah. So this next week we are doing and try some of these cool cocktails if you're throwing a Halloween party mm-hmm. for your guys' party because these actually, they fit the mood. They're good. Yeah. These were some good ones. Especially that, that sunken place tea, you guys. That sunken place tea was good. Ooh, God. Shit. It was, it was good. <laughs> the witch's brew and this one, there's a lot of sugar. There's no. a lot of sugar. So if you like some sugar, those two. Um, I have no clue what drink we're going to be drinking. I haven't even looked it up for next week. But, oh, my uh, God. I'll figure it out. <laughs> my goodness. I don't know. All right. all right. Shit, this is all me. So, yeah, this scene is a monologue. So, here he goes. Vagina monologues. This is his vagina <laughs> monologue. Oh, my God. Of all the people to play this, shit. Let me get. I want your voice really good. I gotta hold on. I gotta hide that shit up. <laughs> He's not happy about watching this movie, but you will. <laughs> All right. She's got like a, a super high voice. She's got it's this southern rasp, voice southern. at the same time. He got this. Shit. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> now. Hold on to yourselves. 
there's one more thing. A terrible presence is in there with her. So much rage, so much betrayal. I've never sensed anything like it. I don't know what hovers over this house, but it was strong enough to punch a hole in this world and take your daughter away from you. He keeps Carol Ann very close to it and away from the spectral light. It lies to her. It says things only a child can understand. It's been using her to restrain the others. To her, it simply is another child. To us, he is the beast. Now, let's go get your daughter. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> I like that shit. I like it. You guys, he's gonna be spooked out. I'm gonna be super happy because there's this motherfucking movie. This movie has so much facts in it. It's gonna be so strap in next week because it's gonna be a long one. Now that this movie's on my mind, we out of here. I'm gonna go get some sleep. Hopefully, <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> We're watching cartoons before I go to sleep. <laughs> Watch Golden Girls. That always helps for me. Thank you for mm-hmm. being a friend. Always. I travel around the world and back again. <laughs> All right, you guys. That is our show. We appreciate you. You guys yeah. have a safe and happy October. Happy Halloween if we don't see you before then. Mm-hmm. And we will see you here right here next week on Lights, Camera, Cocktails. Damn you, zombie arm. <laughs> and they're stuck in that motherfucking elevator. <laughs> With a zombie arm. They're just pulling across. Ha, ha, ha.